the Spectrum AV team and Studio Bibliotech, we continue our dramatic audio play series entitled The Lesser Known. In the second episode, set at the turn of the last century in the small island city of Victoria, BC, two young friends must now keep their suspicions in check as they struggle to solve a murder and stay out of trouble. Join Grace and Dawn in Too Close for Comfort Part 2, The Belly of the Beast. Look who finally humbles my pawn shop with her presence. I haven't seen you for a few days, Don. Good morning, Martin. Where's Gracie? You two are usually joined at the hip. Gracie's father had some extra chores than you doing. You'll be pleased to know that I've got a few choice items that may interest you. They came in last night. Well, I've actually come in with an item of my own. I wonder if you might take a look at it. You found some treasure, have you? Well, let's have a look then. I wonder if you could tell me how old it is, for starters. I see there's uh, a bit of corrosion and perhaps dried salt here. Mm, let's taste. Yep, that's dried seawater, all right. Did you find this on the beach? Well, hold is it? Patience, Don. Good deduction takes patience as well as care. Now then, uh, here's a stamp at the base of the ball grip, and on the other side... Oh, oh my. What is it? John, this walking stick belongs to Captain Rainier. Captain Rainier? Yes, he was to give a lecture at the Union Club about shipwrecks along our coast. Graveyard of the Pacific, Sunken Fortunes, it was called. Fortunes? He was convinced of the location of several sunken Spanish merchant ships loaded with gold coins just off the broken islands up the coast waiting to be discovered. Treasure? Here? Oh yes. The captain is well experienced in these waters and has a keen interest in local maritime history. The club was packed with treasure hunters, eager for clues. They waited and waited, but the captain never showed up. Are you saying that the captain went missing? Still is, as far as I know. But this cane, Don, look at the other side of the grip here opposite the marker's stamp. See the initials? G.R. Gavin Rainier. Are you sure this is the captain's? I should think in all probability that it is, Don. I'll have to take this to the police. What? Well, it may be evidence. You'll have to come along, of course, to show them exactly where you found it. Really? I just thought it was, you know, thrown away by someone. Come along, Don. I'll have to close the shop up for a bit. But I have to... This is your chance to be a real detective, is it not? Yes, Martin. Yes, it is. Well, come along then. We don't want to keep anyone waiting any longer. Treasure or no treasure, Captain Rainier may have come to some harm. Don, is that you? I have something to tell you, Grace. Come outside. My father may hear me. I saw your father next door in the church. He's talking with two other men. Perhaps it's a clergy meeting. Come on. Alright. I'll be right down, but only for a moment. Do you know how late it is? This is important, Grace. I think we've fallen into something sinister. I found out who the dead man is, and I think I know why he was drowned. He was drowned? 
You mean on purpose? Precisely. Captain Rainier had some very valuable knowledge that he was going to share publicly. Captain Rainier? What knowledge? He knew where sunken treasure lies buried along our coastline. Why share that publicly? Why not find the treasure for himself? The captain was already rich. He was a philanthropist of hard grace. He wanted the treasure to be donated to the museum, and he thought the more secrets he could enlist, the better chance of finding it. It's all here in the advertisement for the talk he was about to give at the Union Club. And how did you find all of this out? Martin Locke, and you'd never guess it, but the police themselves. The police? Do they know we found the body? Grace. Are we in trouble? Grace. What is it? Your father. He's looking right at us through the church window. Make sure those bonds are tight. This is not necessary. My daughter and this girl here are, are innocent, I tell you. I heard that one there mention the captain when you sent me outside to eavesdrop. Father, please, I don't understand. This is ridiculous. You're getting carried away. This, this was not part of the plan. And you have about as much moral ground to stand on as I do, turned around collar or not. Those two have seen us, Edward. And besides, Jensen mentioned the beach where we drowned and buried the captain. Only you didn't bury him very well, did you, Jensen? It was dark. As a matter of fact, you cocked it right up, leaving a couple of children to find the body, and now the police are looking for suspects. You can't think that these two girls would ever say anything. They wouldn't dare disobey me. Well, Reverend, it seems they already have. Uh, but, but I can control them. I, I have the fear of God on my side. Why... I, I could... You have a soft heart for these meddling brats. Jensen, set a chair up for the father as well and tie him up too. We're cutting you out of the deal, Edward. This was my idea. You have the boat and the manpower, but my offering plate will give you the means. Uh, shit out, father. My crew will work for me on a promissory note. They've done it before. I have their trust. And you have mine, I swear. But you don't have mine. Let them stew here for the night. We'll gather our men and then let these three go in the morning before we shove off. We'll let them go? Well, we don't want to arouse suspicion, do we? By the time they get to the police, we'll be halfway up the coast pulling up the treasure, and then it'll be our word against these three. Oh, Grace, I'm so sorry. Father? You'll never get away with this. Who's going to believe a preacher and two girls about something for which they have no evidence to show? Come, Jensen, the boat won't load itself. You will burn in hell for this! You hear me? Stop your preaching. It doesn't suit you anymore. Nighty-night, girls. Grace! Grace, look at me! We have to get out of here! How? Father's bleeding. They'll probably come back to kill us. Just do as I do. Try to jump out of the chair and move it so our backs are to each other. Like this. Our backs to each other? Alright. That way we can untie each other. That's right. What about the door? It's locked. We'll take it a step at a time. Right. A step at a time. Oh, Don, you were right about my father. Only partially right. He may have lost his way, but he did try to protect us. You do see that, don't you? He is my father in any case, even if he repulses me now. That was a choice he made. A poor choice, indeed. We may have been caught, but we won't be trapped for long. Let's loosen these bonds.
You've just listened to our second episode of Too Close for Comfort from Spectrum's AV Club audio play series written by Rene Schwartz and acted by Nebula Bank as Grace and Fantasy Monin as Dawn. Additional cast members include Maya Blouse, Yoshi Cardinal, Tom Gordon, Alan Clark, and Jeff Markey. Our technical director is Rene Schwartz. Producer is Alan Clark. This has been a Studio Bibliotech production brought to you by Spectrum Community School. I'm Braden Lieber. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned next time to hear the conclusion of Too Close for Comfort.